0: How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the I Am Just Super Saiyan podcast. I'm your boy Caleb and my co-host.
1: Don't forget about me.
0: Yeah, we will I won't forget about you. Josh, I will never forget about you, bro. Thank never. You, <laughs> you. <laughs> hope you guys had a good week. It was uh 4th of July, um, about two weeks ago now. Yeah. Or last week, I should say. So hope you guys had a good 4th of July. Um, we definitely had eventful uh, 4th of July weekends. Uh, I was up with a couple friends in DC. Josh was up in, where'd you go again, Josh?
1: Uh, We were up in, uh, what is that? I forgot what it's called, but in New York somewhere up and up, up, up way north near Albany on our friend's uh, bachelor party. So we got, we we had a little fun on the lake out there.
0: Yeah, I wanted to go, but that was a little bit more expensive than uh, I was willing to to spend. (laughs) Uh, So I, I went halfway from Florida, you know. Virginia, so that's about half the distance, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, DC got, was cool, we man.
1: Uh, we ain't got money money like that,
0: nah, nah, not yet, not <laughs> yet. That's why we're that's why we're doing this podcast, obviously. Oh, uh, but DC was cool, man. It was, uh, I guess my first time being there. Well, technically, I was there as a kid, but you know, first time as an adult, you just did you experience a city differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a couple of the monuments, a couple of the museums, uh. But the main thing we did was the nightlife, and it was actually, you know, pretty nice. Um, couple things to take away from D.C. If you're going to go there, be prepared for a lot of international women, my fellas. Be prepared for that. Oh like, God. I didn't realize <laughs> a thing, but, like, so Friday night, right? We uh, I got there Thursday afternoon, but Friday night, me and my friend, uh, he invited me out to this, like, uh, I guess it was a apartment, like, pool top, rooftop party. I didn't know anyone there except like my friend and a couple of his, you know, buddies that like, we went with, so it was like a group of us four. Uh, but they told me like, hey, be prepared to like wife up because of these Alpairs. And I was like, I've never heard this. Like, what's an out Pairs? Oh, it's a nanny. But it's a term that international women use for like a nanny. Mm. And I was I thought they were kidding, right? But we show up at this party. Um, every single girl there was not from the States. I kid you not. And I guess one of the giveaway giveaways should have been like the group chat for the parties is through whatsapp and not like imessage <laughs> so, okay. so uh, that, th- that's probably why because a lot of you know a lot of people outside the states use whatsapp um but yeah i'm talking like there's girls from like germany france i think a lot of people from like latin america so there's a couple of people from mexico uh peru this one peruvian girl oh my god she was fine um did you whip
1: out that high school Spanish when you tried to talk to her?
0: <laughs> I was like, ah, muy caliente, señorita. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she had a good accent, though. It was, it was fun. Other than that, uh, like I said, we went to the Smithsonian, saw the um White House. There were obviously a protest going on there because I think that's just a thing in DC around the White mm-hmm. House. Uh, but the museum's really cool. We went to the Art Museum. Um, day drinking seems to be like a really popular thing to do there. Uh but other than that, on Fourth of July we went to one of my other friends' apartments. Or a friend of my friend that I was, you know, there with, we went to one of their apartments. She actually I don't know how she affords this, um, but she has an apartment that overlooks like the Iwo Jima, like the raising of the flag memorial, which is across the river from DC. So we had like the perfect view for like all the um all the fireworks that were shot on the river. So that's okay. when we did that. The, overall it was a good experience, man. I definitely will be back. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, what about you? How was uh in no? How was Nowhere'sville, New York? I guess like <laughs> the only big city in New York's New York City, I guess, at least from my knowledge.
1: Nah, no, it wasn't even bad. I won't, it, when I went to DC back in like high school, I was geeking out over like the International Spy Museum and all that kind of stuff. But New York was good. New York was good. Um, we were up at this house that they have up there uh, that his parents just bought, and honestly, this place is beautiful, man. Like, I don't even like the outdoors like that because of all the bugs and the sun. But, like, bro, I'm telling you, it is beautiful. It is gorgeous. There's no cell service. So, like, for anyone who goes up there, like, I hope you don't want to post on Snapchat or Instagram or or something like that. But I'm going to tell you, that scenery is just absolutely wonderful. Um, Most of the time, we were just out chilling um, around the water. I know we took a boat out one day and jumped off of this thing called the bro the pissing rock. Pissing (laughs) rock? Yeah, no. It's this rock in the middle of the lake that is, it's like, I don't know if it's granite or uh, limestone or whatever, but it's so discolored from how many people have pissed off the side of this rock that it's, it's like, it's red. The rock is red. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was really fun. Honestly, jumping off of it was a really good experience because, like, man, it is cold. It was cold water up there. I I was freezing. I was freezing my ass off for real. Um, but other than that, good food, a lot of homemade food, um, and it was just a good time to hang with the guys, you know?
0: Solid. Who's doing the – who's, who's uh, doing the who's, – who's, who's the chef? I know a lot of – some of our friends like to flex on us, their uh, cooking prowess.
1: Honestly, his parents were gracious enough to actually cook a lot of meals for us. Uh, we kind of helped just, like, set the tables and organize the drinks and whatnot. Uh, but that shout out to the Popes, because they, the barbecue especially, they had some ribs that were just
0: out of this world. Oh, so they could, I did not know that they could throw down like that. Damn, I missed oh, out. Me
1: neither. <laughs> and well, these <laughs> are coming out of the oven, too. Oh,
0: geez. All off the bone?
1: Mm-hmm. fall off oh bro.
0: man i haven't had good barbecue in a hot minute they don't have that down here in florida unfortunately
1: just come back uh, to the loop i'm gonna tell you just come back to the loop
0: I'll, I'll be back bro uh <laughs> but yeah that's that's a little just a little slice of life of, of uh you know what we did over this past week speaking of slice of life <laughs> uh <laughs> topic number one uh josh you want to explain what we're going to be talking about
1: uh yeah slice of life you know we, as as, uh, as show watchers, we love ourselves some Slice of life, some romance. Caleb especially. We know this man will always preach about golden time mm-hmm. and my teenage comedy uh, snafu, all that mess. Yes, sir. But, you know, we're getting kind of old, Caleb. I'm not going to lie to you. We don't worry. I, I start groaning every time I get up. So I think I'm starting to get to that age where, like, I may, I might need to upgrade upgrade the maturity of my shows. I don't know. I don't know. But, Fair enough. <laughs> We're talking about just romance and stuff for adults, or just like young adults. And basically, you know, you guys may be wondering why should we even care about this? Like, what's the difference? You know, those those shows, those those high school shows, you know, Snafu, uh, this one I'm watching with my fiance, Comey Can't Communicate, uh, that one's fantastic. Things like Toradora as well are all really good, but they all have that like high school setting, you know? these are high schoolers problems and not like those problems aren't real, especially for the characters in the show or for other people who might relate to them, especially kids in high school. But like, I'm 23, Caleb's 23. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm just a little bit removed from those same kind of problems um, of like everyday high school life. I don't know about you.
0: No, no, that's fair. I mean, you do, there does get to a certain point where you hear like that classic uh, bell ring the do, mm-hmm. do do do. We're like, yeah, this is a bit much. Um, and but yeah, you're spot on. Like some of the issues, you know, what what are the common things that happen in these like slice of life high school animes? The first years, the second years. So you're gonna they're always worry about like you know getting into college and like their parents being thinking they're a family disappointment or whatever. So there's always that one character that like is super into the grades for the wrong reasons. Um, they always worry about like the. Uh, um what's it called the the uh, festival so you know some of them if they, they're a little bit more fan servicey they'll have like their cafes that they do That's for the festival name.
1: oh my gosh they'll have yeah. like
0: some sort of school dance they'll talk about uh their finals that they have to do and there'll be a whole episode on that there'll be a whole episode on like their summer break you mm-hmm. know um the summer you know festival where they all dress up in their their so uh, you know comedy. i forget what it's called but a lot of this a lot of the universal tropes are still there there's the mm-hmm. popular group, the the and kid. I mean, there's it's like cookie, very cookie cutter. I mean, it's a good cookie, but like you can't eat the same thing over and over again. So I get what you're saying. So,
1: in regards to that, there are shows that are outside of high school or with older characters that we've seen um or we've started watching that really kind of, you know, kind of pique our interests or pique my interests, at least in terms of the characters the problems they face and kind of relating to what they're actually experiencing when you go through the episodes. Um, So for example, I just finished watching something called Science Fell in Love. Um, And so I decided to prove it, I think is how it goes. And I'm gonna tell you like the show features first off, uh, some undergraduate science, science students as well as graduate students um and they kind of just you know the main character one of the main characters she's a girl she literally like just tells this guy hey i think i love you and this dude is so analytical so uh like he needs to follow a process that he's like you know i don't know if i love you yet but like let's prove it let's do the proofs on this let's do a, a whole case study of it so the whole show is basically them kind of trying to figure out how to prove that they actually do love each other or how to prove like or quantify love. And you know, it's really interesting. I really enjoy it. I, I would recommend it. I know you probably haven't seen too much of it, Caleb, but I think it's a good <laughs> show. <laughs> to, so um... w-
0: w- I'll give you a little bit of spoiler behind the scenes, right? So we we try to prepare these episodes um beforehand. I had a good two weeks to watch Science Fell in Love. I told Josh <laughs> I would watch it. Um I didn't do that and I watched Black Lagoon instead. <laughs> So that's that's a that's a, a downfall on my part. I can't really speak too much on Science Found Love. But yeah, I mean, I have seen, like, a couple of clips just, like, on, you know, YouTube and whatnot of how the, mm-hmm. the show goes. Um, definitely more on the, I guess, comedic side, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, like, the. I think the big thing about that show was, like, the girl, you know, comes out and says, you know, hey, I like you. And the guy doesn't, like, he doesn't necessarily, I mean, he does kind of like, He's he doesn't like just deny it. Like a lot of the high school kids were like, oh no, I like, I, I don't, I don't even know what a kiss is. Something like that, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, he didn't just deny it, but he's like hesitant, but he's like still willing to, I guess, put the work in, into their odd relationship. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. More so like, I guess how you would actually, you know, try to date someone in in real life, except a little bit more comedic. So, but yeah, good show. I still need to watch it though. Uh, one more example
1: we have is Wotakoi, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Right, love is hard for an otaku. First off, bro, the opening for this show is, pro- is probably one of the best songs out there. I'm telling you, the dance that they have to it. I tried to memorize this, memorize this with my fiance. Um, we are still trying to work on it. We watched the show like a year ago. It's a very hard. It's not that hard, but we're pretty bad dancers. I won't lie. Um, but it is, it is a banger, first off. But the show itself is just cute. It's nice. It's a feel-good show to me. Um, honestly, the main couple is really, really good. And it's an interesting like budding relationship. Basically, it's about these two office workers who were friends before. Um, and the girl, she changes companies from her old company because I think her boyfriend broke up with her. And she changed companies to the company of the childhood friend. And then they start working together and they realize, hey, like, you know, you're an otaku like who likes video games. That's the guy. And she likes manga and like um, Yuri or not Yuri stuff. But uh, I forgot what it it was. But basically, they're they're like, hey, we're going to hide this kind of but Why don't we date each other? It'll be kind of fun. Um, And so they start dating. But the main couple and the couple, uh, their two friends honestly compete for like how how wonderful they are as like two uh, different competing relationships almost because they don't compete with each other necessarily, but like there are two different dynamics working there between the main couple and the two friends that are the side couple. And honestly, they both have their flaws and their um, high points that are, that are honestly wonderful. They're fantastic. And it's, it just feels good to watch the show. It's really nice. They're very fun. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about slice life, are we only talking about romances, or is it just anything Does it just mean like anything that's kind of like realistic? Because I do have a show I just thought of that I can like kind of speak on.
1: I mean, you should speak on it then, because you why why restrict ourselves when you can speak on it? Go ahead. All
0: right, I'm not sure if you've seen this, but Beautiful Bones. No, Uh, haven't finished it yet, but that's actually a really good show. Um, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a romance. I mean. I guess if you you can if, if you were like kind of a detective about it, I guess you would kind of say there's a little bit of <laughs> romantic uh, pressure between the the two main characters, but not really. It's more mm-hmm. so of a like a loving like sibling relationship. I know that some people like kind of like forbidden love, but it's not like that. A lot of people try to put force that into shows, and it's kind of annoying. But it's it's just like two characters that, that aren't related that kind of have, like that older sister, younger brother kind of like. loving. It's like a platonic
1: kind of one. Yeah yeah, 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 platonic. Okay.
0: So the, the main idea behind it is that um, I forget the main character or the, the girl's name, but she is in her, like, mid-20s. And she went through, like, a traumatic experience when she was younger. Um, her younger brother was murdered in a um, uh, house break-in. Excuse me? So, yeah, it's it's kind of, it, I mean, we I haven't, like, really finished the show yet, so I'm not sure exactly, like, the, the differences between, like, like, the specifics on, like, what happens. But I'm pretty sure the the young her younger brother, based on like the those scenes I've seen, she he was murdered somehow. Um, okay. So she ends is a her family is like a family friend of this other kid named Shotoro. Um, his parents are kind of like I guess are kinda out of the picture. They kind of work overseas, so he spends a lot of time uh, with this his, his family friends and this older girl. Again, I forget her name. I believe her name's like Sakurako. If I'm looking this up correctly. Um, but anyway, she's she is almost like a profiler for the police, um, and the reason the police really like her is because she is like very uh, into almost obsessed with like the human, but bo- like the the human body, the like skeletons, yeah, for example. So the whole premise premise is like each episode there's like some sort of like murder or um, suicide or some sort of issue that the police have to like kind of solve, I and mean, there's a mystery behind it. And she uses her expertise with, you know, the human anatomy of, like, the human skeleton in order to, you know, help them solve these cases. Um, little by little, you kind of learn a little bit more about the different situations. For one, one, for like one example, uh, this little girl just shows up to the police, and she's uh, kind of just shell-shocked. Don't know where her parents are, this, that, and the other. Um, they end up, you know, taking her back home after she kind of calms down, and there's just, like, a... a a bunch of blood just all over the place. So the police don't know where, like, to end up. Um, mm-hmm. They end up calling in Sakurako, and since Shotaro, I guess, is just there for whatever reason, she's on, he's almost like... The girl's almost like Shotaro's, like, guardian at some mm-hmm. point when his parents are not in the picture. He shows up on the scene. So they're basically, you know, solving the uh, these different, uh, you know, police cases in order to, like, solve murders, close these out these mysteries and whatnot. Each episode's, um, you know, a little bit different. Um, very adult certain situations that deals with certain topics like uh, infidelity, suicide, murder, that kind of thing, child um, hmm. abandonment. So it's definitely a lot more adult um, kind of things that you wouldn't necessarily want a child to see. It's not very gory. I mean, there is blood in certain situations. Um, it can get, I mean, it's not like a comic I kill graphic or anything like that, but like, it does. it's not afraid to show blood here and there, but it definitely is a, a different change of pace type of show. Um, and as, like, you watch, you kind of just learn more about the different characters, the the girl herself, who's, like, the, the profiler, the high school boy, Shotaro, their relationship, how they kind of open up to each other, um, and that kind of thing. So definitely worth watching Beautiful Bones if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. See, that that does sound interesting. I mean, especially with like those mature more mature themes. Like it kind of reminds me of those shows that I would like try to stay up and watch with my mom when I was a kid, like on CBS or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so that that I, I look forward to checking that out. Okay. Okay.
0: I guess uh, another show I guess we both watched, you wrote Golden Time on here. Uh that one, I guess, the technically they're high schoolers. I mean, excuse me, they're technically their college students. But they're like freshmen. Um, I think we've talked about Golden Time in the past, but uh, I guess that one I'm not really sh- did that one have a little bit more adult kind of I mean, like kind comp, of, con concepts in it? Not kind of I think it it, it kind
1: of bridges the gap, sort of uh, like you said, they're they their high school or they're college freshmen and or something like that in law school, I think. so, um, it kind of bridges that gap between those more adult themes kind of in your beautiful bone show or something like, uh, science fell in love, but then it still has those comedy aspects and those kind of dramatic, romantic moments that come from those high school set, set in high school shows, uh, that we were talking about earlier, I think.
0: Yeah. I guess one, one redeeming factor of it is just, you don't have the like you don't have to play the waiting game to figure out like, like who's gonna go out with who. The main character, he like he likes the that one girl who is obsessed with his friend that he meets, and she he just wants to be friends with him originally. Even though she does like him, she says, "I just want to be friends, right?" But main character's like, "Nah, no, miss me with that. Like, I don't even want to be your friend because I like I either want to date you or like not even like deal with you, and like." Mm-hmm. That takes some balls, cause a lot of guys, you know, a high schooler would just be like, kind of happy, like, oh, I'm just happy to be here, you know. I'm just gonna play the long game. He's like, no, like I, leg- it's not, it's not gonna work. I'm always gonna have like these, like un, these uh, underlying feelings for you, and like I don't even want to entertain like this if like it's not gonna be official, you know. Yeah. I see, see, like you fall in love with someone else. So that takes like a, that's like a grown up relationship. Like they're they're not wasting time, which I do appreciate. Um, but then you have on the flip side his high school crush doesn't really admit until like basically the end of the episode that she was kind of in love with him this whole time. Uh, so it's a mixed bag, but overall a good show.
1: Last thing I'll mention is a movie, actually. And I think we should talk more about this in the future. Is like just movies, um, like to get people into if they like like a specific show from that's more like not anime or something like that. We should talk about movies that might help them get into um into anime because that could be the that could be the gateway into into liking something but there's this movie called Josie, the tiger and the fish and first off it has beautiful art it is a wonderful story i think that follows these two characters this one girl she is in a wheelchair and basically this guy saves her life like i think she started rolling down a hill and he saves her life and it's just kind of their budding romance as like young adults. I think they're in their late teens, early twenties around um, and kind of how they deal with uh, like not just her disability, but then also with the fact that he dreams of going out of the country to study, I think Marine biology um, and her not tying him down, but then him also wanting to be tied to her essentially because, you know, they love each other. And so is it really good? Um, it's a good, really good romance movie, and I mean, I won't even lie to you like a lot of things. I've teared up at it, so you should check it out. Anyone else who hasn't seen it to check it out because that definitely hits that that uh, that older, older um, couple kind of plot that we're looking
0: for. And then just again, before we move on to the next topic, honorable mention, uh, I don't know how we forgot about this one but odd taxi. Interesting, okay. I mean, it's it's a little bit strange just because, you know, they're animals. But oh, some of the overarching things, I mean, I don't want to spoil it because it is a it is, is a good show. Uh, I didn't personally mm-hmm. like the ending, but it was a good show. It was a good experience. Uh, so I'll <laughs> just throw in Odd Taxi, not to get on too much of a tangent about that. No, Odd
1: Taxi had me messed up with that ending. I won't even lie. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> speaking oh, of having you, yeah, having speaking of pe- having people messed up uh we we need to talk about we need to talk about fan service caleb i think we do
0: <laughs> oh no oh man the rant can the rant begins so this is i actually had this conversation with my one of my friends in, uh when i was undergrad at miami um mm-hmm. we, i was we were kind of talking about like you know this was i guess you know i guess a little bit i have like post pandemic cuz you know when pan- the, the pandemic hit in 2020 there's a lot of people that just like got on anime because they had nothing else to watch they're like i i just watched this weird cartoon on netflix then you know they're hooked right yeah. so you got like a lot of people that are like trying to accept anime as mainstream so i had the conversation with like you know do you think may, like anime will become mainstream or do you think it's just like in a phase for example um you know superhero movies i think like the 20 teens are just defined by like marvel movies like oh, okay. those are the big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Every single year there's like they're just killing the whole thing. Now that it's like post end game, I think like it's a little bit dying down as far as people like, you know, enjoying I think kind of the superhero genres kind of dying down. I mean, we saw the same thing with like horror movies. That used to be a big thing like the early two thousands. Now not mm-hmm. so much. Um so I was thinking, do you think this is like anime will have the same thing will just like be a big boom here in the United States and then kind of die down? He was of the assumption that it would be here to stay. I was of the assumption, like, the only way it's going to be here to stay is if they get rid of fan service, because that's going to turn off a lot of people from anime. Oh, um,
1: fan service entirely or just, like, fan service when it doesn't serve a purpose? I, 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 have, I have some thoughts on that, so I want to hear your opinion first on that question.
0: Okay, so... It's probably the latter, when it has serves no purpose. I mean, yeah. if we're being frank with you, I'm, like, nudity in, in TV shows is just a thing. Like, you go on HBO, you go on, like, some of these new, like, you know, HBO, some things on, like, Amazon, uh, Prime. Okay, like, yeah. like, I guarantee you, like, The Boys, you will see way more like, raunchy <laughs> stuff on The Boys than you will see on any anime to date. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Um, so, like, you, with, like, a lot of, like, modern television shows that aren't in the anime genre, like, adult shows, that's just kind of a thing. So it's not like, you know, I got, you could say that's fan service too for some people, but like mm-hmm. when it's not necessary or it's in like a, an odd, like, an odd like the tropes that they're pushing with fan service, like forbidden relationships, relationships between siblings, relationships between like, um, you know, mother and son, that kind of stuff, you know, uh, that kind of, or like the, when the kids are like too young, you know, they're mm. 13, 14 year olds having these feelings for like someone's older or someone that's younger, that kind of thing. You know, I think the the more taboo things with the fan service are like they draw like a I don't know a kid in middle school like a girl who has like a fully developed body like she looks like she's in her mid peak like prime in her 20s or something like that. I think that's a little bit unnecessary, especially when it doesn't serve a purpose in the show.
1: Okay, okay. Are there times where there are like where it does serve a purpose, like whether it be maybe I don't even know like. Having a character that is, I don't know, super pervy or something like that, change to be less so or something. I don't, I don't even know how to how to how to phrase that.
0: Okay, let's 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 think about this pragmatically. Of all the shows we have we we've seen, can you think of like an example where fan service was necessary for this character for this part of the show? In your in your experience, like off there, the top of your that, head,
1: what was that one? What was that one show? Uh, the guy who like essentially blew up the world every time he saw. Oh, yeah, like, every
0: time... I don't. I forget the name of that show, but <laughs>
1: that
0: okay, was the one. Okay, I do it fair
1: were... point, fair point. It it probably shouldn't have happened, but at the same time, that did serve technically part of the plot as part of the plot.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I guess like you could have like your Kona Subas. You mm-hmm. can say fanservice serves a part in that. Um, but those are like
1: comedy kind of thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, but those are like in the in the realm of comedy, or uh, mm-hmm. well, I guess now that now I'm thinking about a lot of these like fan service heavy shows, kind of feed into that like comedy tour sort of like realm. But like at a certain point, you have to like ask like, should this show even exist? Because um, there's definitely some yeah. shows I've seen like, should this show really exist? Um, you probably haven't seen Monster Masumi. That's kind of an older show. Uh, that's mm. like one about Monster Girls, and they like, yeah, they live with like all like eight like six Monster Girls live with this one guy, and they're also trying to marry him. And they it gets very like way too much fan service in that show. Um, mm. you have like your, so like they have shows like that where it's like comedies, but you have like weird ones like you know redo of Healer or like Food Wars. Like, do you really need all the fan service in like those type of shows?
1: I mean, I. Especially from uh, Food Wars, I feel like it might be a little stre- extreme. Like people's clothes do need to fall fly off every time you eat a good meal made by a, made by like a what is it, sixteen, seventeen year old or something.
0: Right, right. But like <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I, I, I just don't like the the way that, and maybe it's just the shows I personally watch because there's a lot of shows that, don't feed into that. But it seems like the ones that like are the ones that get like real popular or whatever or the ones that Mm -hmm. come out the most frequently um the one that the kind of like take the the unsung minority or the unsung majority or plurality like what you will find on like available like crunchyroll or whatever it seems to be Um, like those pervy fan service heavy shows and i'm like is this like really the direction that anime needs to be going in me personally i think we should do without it i would much rather see like some of those more you know uh you know well-written stories where i mean you can have like you you can have romantic such like scenes like i don't i don't mind like having adult type shows but like it shouldn't have like i shouldn't have to like see like boobs or like boobs jiggle or, like ass hanging out like every single three minutes or every single oh. episode and you can tell a lot based on the show based on its intro like does is the intro very fan servicey if the intro is very fan servicey then more than likely the whole the show's like favors fan service and I think it's just, first off, I think it's unhealthy, right? I think yeah. forcing this idea of, like, closet porn, I'll call it, into shows and whatnot is very unhealthy. And it feeds into, like, this idea of, like, uh, I love this term now that I heard it. This uh, Porn babies. Uh, we're <laughs> in the porn babies. I've ever seen. Pretty oh, much, we don't know what that means. It pretty much, you know, people grew up, you know, back in the day, if you wanted to watch pornography, you had to, like, you know, it wasn't, it, someone knew you were watching it. You had to buy the the VHS tape uh, from somewhere. You had to get it from someplace. You couldn't just get it yourself out of the ether. And then you had to like risk, you know, playing on the te- one TV in the house, um, and like when no one's home. So it was like it is a like very few people are willing to risk it. But nowadays, people can like get on any sort of device with internet connection and a web browser connectivity, and they can just access like everything and anything they want. So you have people growing up with like that sort of access you have this sexual revolution that we're going through where it's it's more acceptable. You see like OnlyFans, fans, people sexualizing themselves, Instagram people sexualizing themselves, even like in like modern TV shows and like ads, they're way more accepting of that compared to like 20 years ago, for example. And on top of that, you know, now you have, you know, anime that's feeding into that as well. I think like culturally, it's not a direction that we need to go in, especially for like, um relationships, like real world relationships because it's it's not realistic. Like, have you seen has and are any of those fan service shows, fan service heavy shows in any way, shape or form realistic to like real life? more than likely, no yeah. <laughs> it's always like that one shut-in character that like some some for un God for some unforsaken like un- unknown reason. God just blesses this man, regardless of him having no sort of talent or like, if anything to offer these women, he gets a harem just out of nowhere because like he's just in the right place at the right time. And the girls just fall in love with him. It, it it just like that doesn't that that just doesn't happen in real life. Um, so it's like I don't know. I personally think it's not a good direction for anime. I would much rather see it die down. Here and there it's fine, you know. I think a lot of people will watch it for like that wow factor. You know, if you for example of uh, Konosuba or like Rido of Healer. Peter Grill, like those shows. I mean, I watched them because <laughs> I did watch all of them. Uh, so I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't watch them. But I watched it like almost like you know you're seeing like let's for example like two tigers fight, right? That's that's a wow factor, right? If you saw two tigers like fighting to the death at the zoo, like, that's gruesome. Like no one wants to see a tiger you know die, but like you're gonna watch because you don't see that every single day. So when these mm. like you know kind of outbreak outlandish. Slight, like fan service heavy TV shows come out, um it's almost like, oh wow, I've never seen this before, so I'm gonna watch it. But like when that becomes a norm, it's I don't know it's it's kind of an issue that's, that's my personal stance on it.
1: I say as long as it doesn't detract from the main purpose of the show, then I don't think it could be I don't think it's as bad as a problem as it could be. But a lot of the times, like, what you're saying is there's way too much or it's too distracting from, like, the main plot or the main sp- portion of the show. Something like mainstream, like, Fire Force. Like, there is one character in there that is, like, just fan service. Literally, I think her power is essentially fan service. Almost. <laughs> um, like, it's this lucky thing where, like, never mind. We're not going to go there. But, like, <laughs> it. It almost makes me cringe when I when it pops up when something pops up on the screen because like you're in the middle of this intense fight scene, like the music's going crazy, like someone's someone's throwing fire, like there's a fight going on, and then all of a sudden, like half naked, and it's just I don't know. It's <laughs> distracting more than anything. It's more it's it almost breaks the the cohesiveness of what you're watching or like what you're trying to take in. And so when it does that, I think that is when there is going to be a problem with whatever media you're taking in, whether you're reading it or whether you, whether you're watching it. hmm
0: You know, when you mentioned uh, when we were talking about this, you know, uh, making this outline, um, mm-hmm. you mentioned High School of the Dead, so I did I did end up watching that. And bro, bro. I think that that might have been that might have been the the straw that broke the camel's back. That might have been what like set everything that, off. That, that's a pretty. That
1: put this ran in motion. <laughs> 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 I Bro. won't lie. I will not lie. When that one scene with the sniper rifle and the bullet came on, I I turn it off for a second. I just <laughs> I had to turn it off. I was just like, "What is? What am I watching
0: right now? Why didn't like it? the random bathtub scene just you know, why?" it's zombie apocalypse
1: yeah like the show itself is is a pretty decent like uh post-apocalyptic horror show like it is it has some really good really good uh themes behind it and all that but man that's rough it's rough
0: (laughs) so i I don't know um should should the content am i saying the content shouldn't exist no, I'm not saying that because obviously there's money to be made there. I mean, they wouldn't be drawing characters like this. They wouldn't be animating these stories if people weren't um weren't if, like want, didn't want to see that. But like you should at least define the differences between the two. Um you know, if it's if I personally don't think cuz one of the issues, like a lot of people for let's talk about Redo of Healer. That was shown on like public like TV, I'm pretty sure like uh aired like aired live on like Normal cartoon stations on in like Tokyo or in in Japan, I should say, um, that should not have happened. I'm not saying it shouldn't exist, but like it shouldn't be aired. It, sh- it shouldn't be labeled as anime. It should be labeled as a uh, you know hentai like porn pornography. And like people, if people want to see it, then sure, have at it. You know, you know, have have fun, have as much fun as you want with those shows, but should it be like something that you can just casually look up on your normal streaming service? In my opinion, no. And even if it is, even if it is like, you know, blurred out, or they like edited, they have a censored version. Like, you know, if people, if you, if you introduce it, people are going to like watch the uncensored version. Cause like redo of healer is like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not proud of it, (laughs) but I had to watch the uncensored version of redo of healer. Cause like, Half like half the show is just like black if you don't if you watch the censored version. Okay. I'm like it's not even watchable, so it's like what's the what's the point of even like adding it? Like just like just label it, put it someplace oh. where it's like 18 plus so people know what they're getting into. So parents know what their kids are watching, if they like even care about that. They also get an iPad or whatever. And then then it's perfectly fine. They just don't advertise it for something it shouldn't be. That's all I'm saying.
1: Okay. I can see where you're coming from with that. So there needs to be like a discernible difference between like different shows. Like they should just there should be a rating system or like something like that like how it is in the states. I don't know if it is different for um international audiences, but like you know the NC17 ratings or PG13, PG14, rated R, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Right, yeah. Okay. So that that's my only stance on it. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I mean, in all honesty, maybe this is just me nitpicking on a very small section of you know anime because there's a lot of there's a lot of good shows that don't even like focus on that. That's why, mm-hmm. for example, you know I hate bringing up the same shows over and over again. Um, but like I don't know, uh, what was I gonna say? Tropical Rogue, You know that that one has no fan service at all, even though it's like all girls and all the girls are like in that high school age where a lot of the time fan service is shown, but they chose not to show any fan service. And, you know, that's appreciative. And they, do, they don't need it in that show because they you can have, like, girls be portrayed as cute without portraying them as sexual. And that's like a breath mm-hmm. of fresh air. Um, I just said, you know, I watched Black Lagoon. Very adult type of, you know, show. I purchased, I don't remember any nudity being in, well, yes, I, there is, like, some nudity, but it's not, like, in your face. It's very, like, here and there just it, but it's like it, there's a point for like that being in the story you know how you were saying like if there's a point of you know the fan service if you want to consider a fan service um if, if it's part of the story then so be it you know black lagoon does a good job with that um but you know there's a lot of shows i just think that like a lot of the the 12 the 12 episode bangers as i call them where they don't get like multiple seasons um they just kind of cheap out this throwing fan service so they can make a quick buck and I personally think that's, you know, not the way to go. But, you know, I'm just super saying. So I guess we can get into our last topic. We've only been here for, a, what, uh, I think we're about 40, 45 minutes in. Um, sure. So, again, guys, like I said, uh, if you remember the, the original topics for our podcast, we talk about anime first and foremost, but we do want to give you guys a little bit of advice. So this is going to be one of our first topics on uh, just advice that, youngins can take uh when they're you know living their lives uh mm-hmm. advice for the freshman college students i think we're going to talk for specifically for like guy freshman college students i'm not really sure what you know girls kind of have their own issues to deal with but but mainly for guys <laughs> so josh when you were a freshman what were some of the things that you struggled with or you know wish that you could go back and you know tell your freshman if you were like, go back in time and tell yourself as a freshman to do differently, well, what would that be?
1: I think there were like two serious things I want to hit on. And then there's just one, like, like whatever, that, that one, whatever thing is like, when you go to school, if you go to, if you go away to school, like if you're out of state or you decide to live on campus away from your family and your friends or away from your family, maybe not necessarily your friends, but away from your, your away from your house. Um, don't take everything with you. Don't take a whole. Just, just don't do it. It's, it's not a good idea. <laughs> You're gonna have so much random junk that you want to get rid of, that you don't need with you, um, that you that that is just gonna take up space in your room for stuff that you actually do need or that you actually want in there. So what I would say to my younger self right there is just, bro, look, look at your room right now in your house. Take a look at the scenery. Be like, "Oh, look, a bookshelf, my computer, um, dresser full of clothes, a nightstand, all that kind of stuff." Look at that. Take notes on it, and bring that stuff with you. Don't bring thirty extra pillows, um, all that unnecessary junk with you because it, it it it's not necessary. Like. A lot of the unless you're living in like a public dorm, I don't think you need like the shower thing with you. Um, mm-hmm. I will all, I will always recommend having shower flip flops though because you don't know how other dudes <laughs> have been raised at your house, <laughs> house. But you know, there's just certain things that you don't need to take with you, like, um, and you, you don't need to have it with you because it it's just extra junk, you know. Um, but the two important things I'd say are, one, it's okay to not know what you were going to do with your life at that point in time. You're, what, fresh out the gates, 18, maybe 19 if you took a gappy or something like that. But this is your time to make mistakes. It's your time to, to be inquisitive. It's your time to just wonder about things, you know, like take a class that you may not think you might be interested in that it's your time to mess up. Like <laughs> I was so afraid to, to make mistakes to like step out of my comfort zone. It took me half a semester just to like get out there and join, join an organization. And when I finally did, it was, it was, it was really fun. Like I, I finally got to play a sport that wasn't soccer or uh, basketball for the first time in my life. And that was joining a rugby team. And I wouldn't have done that if someone hadn't literally dragged me to one of the practices, but that was kinda like that's just something you have to learn, bro. Like you have to learn to to step out of your comfort zone and make those mistakes because um later on in life it'll 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 actually be like a permanent thing. Obviously don't act like a, a dumbass. Don't don't do anything to hurt anybody or anything like that. But you know, go try a new class, go work out, talk to somebody new for the first time, you know. Just 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 enjoy yourself. I don't know.
0: That's good advice, bro. I definitely um can relate to that later topic, uh, mm-hmm. not putting myself out there fast enough. Um, and that's kind of I had freshman year well, freshman year, not really, but I think it was you know, after you know, after like you probably had like that first two weeks where no one knows each other, mm-hmm. freshman year, but then people start kind of start getting into their groups and whatnot. So I kind of, like, missed the plane on that one. Uh, I knew some people from my classes. I hung out with them. Oh, my God, I didn't really, like, take that next step. There's a bunch of times where, like, friends were, like, I just knew, like, you know, uh, for example, people were talking in class, like, oh, you know, we were thinking about going to this, you know, restaurant afterward checking out this, like, Greek life. They're throwing, like, this, uh, one of the frats is throwing, like, this party or whatnot. And I was thinking, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm I'm not in the conversation, so they probably don't want me to, you know, go there or whatever. But I'm, like... These people don't even know each other. So I could have legit just been like, hey, you mind if I tag along? And they probably wouldn't have had an issue. So I Mm -hmm. kind of like shot myself in the foot, you know, two, three months in, everyone's already in their groups now. And now it's like actually awkward I try to insert myself in different places. So I kind of brought like a lot of social anxiety out for me. It kind of got a little bad at, honestly, like there's some days it was like, oh, I don't even want to go to class. I just stay in my room, like all the, like for like two days straight. I mean, I did that like maybe once or twice. It it was pretty bad. But like, thankfully, I found finally found my group. It took Mm -hmm. me a while. But like I said, I just had to, you know, put myself out there. And, uh, you know, the rest, you know, the rest is history. (laughs) That's the best way to say it. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of very, I mean, you'll meet people from vastly different um, walks of life. I guess my advice, you know, tying into that point is that college is not high school. A lot of the issues that you have with like cliques and whatnot, um, that doesn't exist. In your standard high school, now you will you will have drama. I'm not saying you won't have friend drama, but depending on where you go, like there's going to be if you go to like a big state school, you're going to have what like 40,000 undergrad. There's no way in the in the world that you're going to know every single person. A lot of the time, some like there's you have kids that will be there transfer students. They might be there for a year or two. Um, You know, you have different colleges. You might be in one college and then you be a whole different group if you like transferred to another college. Um, You know, so. You don't have to worry about people not liking you because if, if they don't, not, if they don't, if they do like dis- dislike you, for example, it has very little bearing, if any bearing at all on your college experience because you can just not talk to them. and You can go find a different group It's very, is like very easy. Something that I had to figure out is like very easy just to like not talk to those people and like just find a different group. You know, you don't have to worry about seeing that person every single day. Uh, mm-hmm. Even in like the big lecture halls, you know, just sit on a different like find a different study group. This, that, and the other. You'll you'll you will if you look for people to be like that are friendly. You will find people that are friendly. Obviously, mm-hmm. you should be friendly first. Um, but yeah, that kind of ties into that. I guess another piece of advice, a little bit more academic wise, don't be afraid to drop a class. That is one thing that got me into some serious trouble. Um, because you have to approach you have to approach college. Differently than you approach any other part of school. Um, Hmm. grade school is very much, you know, linear. You take one class, you take the next class, this, that, and the other. You know, there's not a lot of wiggle room. Maybe if you like get into certain like college prep sort of high schools or whatever, you might have AP classes that you might be able to switch here and there, but it's very like minimal. There's maybe like three different tracks you can go down. The only like wiggle room you might have is maybe like an elective class or maybe a couple. AP classes if you if your college offers that, right? right? Um but in college, you really need to pay attention to again what you're going to be using these classes for. It's almost like I almost com- compared to like completing a video game, right? So if you take like I I don't know. Have you you've, you've played Battlefield before, right? Yeah. So in order to like unlock some of the guns, you need to, oh you need to get a certain amount of kills with this sniper rifle. You need to get a certain amount of knife kills or cert- refill a certain amount of ammo. I yeah. compare it to like getting a degree is almost like that. You need to every single every single um college that have like a course catalog or whatever or a, co- a graduation requirements. Um, it will change from year to year, so you should take the one for your graduation year or your acceptance year, however your school does it, and look at you know what are the requirements to get this degree? So the same way that there might be requirements to unlock a certain gun in battlefield, there's certain required courses that are going to be necessary to get a certain degree. So usually when you're that freshman year, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, experiment like Josh said, take a random class. You might fall in love with something, find your passion. But when you do eventually find out what you're going to want to do, you really need to pay attention to what those classes are that you need to in order mm-hmm. to be able to get that, you know, degree. Because I've seen a lot of people, they will. Since I was on like the, the en- biomedical engineering route, a lot of people I took a lot of like those life science classes, and a lot of people got nose heavy, just head to the grindstone in like the pre med courses. So they wouldn't make the decision like till end of sophomore year, like I don't want to go to med school anymore. Well, now you've accumulated like over almost like sixty hours of all these science credits, and now you're saying, oh, I want to go into like business. Well, other than like some of your general math courses, a lot of those science courses are just not going to be compatible with your new, in your new schooling for your new degree. So you might be, so you might have to go for an additional semester or so. And we all know college is expensive. So uh, just keep in mind, like, yes, you want to experiment and everything. But I think if you have the opportunity or you know what you kind of want to do with your life going into college, you can kind of like limit your options. And that can give you a little bit better guidelines on how to you know choose what class to take in order so you don't have you don't run this situation where you're like a junior you starting your junior year in a new school and you have to go for an additional year or so. I mean mm. a couple an extra semester or two is going to be a huge deal, but just know that is money. So if you have to take out loans or apply for more scholarships, you know, it's an investment but just something just something to be aware of. If you can't avoid it then you should. Um, but that goes back to my original point I kind of got on a tangent there. Um, dropping classes. You know, there's no shame in dropping a class, especially if it's not a good fit. Sometimes it's just a bad professor. Sometimes you're just not in the right headspace to take this class. And I had the issue where I was very proud for I'm like, oh, I don't want to drop this class because my parents are going to hate me. It's like they're calling a failing. Or people are going to look at me sideways. Like, I don't want the teacher to judge me, think I'm stupid if I drop this class. When in all honesty, I probably should just drop that class instead of getting a D in it, for example, because that would have been a better option. <laughs> Uh, I got like a D in like, uh, electric circuit theory, physics three. Um, I, I mean, I still graduated cause I did well in my other courses, but I could have had a higher GPA if I just dropped the class and took it later or took it in a mm-hmm. semester where I didn't have as much, uh, like demanding courses. I could have taken like those classes over the summer or like when I had a bunch of my fluff, like, a, like elective courses, like I could have taken physics three and like, I don't know all my philosophy courses at the same time. That way I just had to focus on physics three and just... Everything else is kind of a cakewalk, you know. Um, so strategize it. You don't have to just, you know, take the next class in order the way it does. You have to personalize your education for you. So that's kind of my, what I would recommend. As far as social life, you know, God, uh, Josh said, you know, all the good stuff. You know, experiment. Um, you will meet a lot of people. I definitely say one thing: you should, you should definitely meet an international, um, an international student if you have the chance someone from outside the country. If you have the chance, you should. Because th- their whole perspective on life, vastly different from your average American. <laughs> um, so I think you can definitely learn a lot of different just life lessons how to apply it, um, if you meet someone from a different country. Um, yeah, that's really all I got for that. Yeah. I mean, you,
1: you actually took the words out of my mouth with that one. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that that wraps it up kind of nicely, I think. So I want to try something, actually, before we end the podcast. And I don't know how we're going to fit this in in later episodes, but, like, I want to be like, we're just super sad at the end. And just cut it out because I think that'll be a good ending for it.
0: How do you feel? feel? So this conversation right now, we're leaving this in, I assume, right? We have to leave it in. (laughs) Fair enough. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go on your cue, bro. Okay, I mean, I don't know how we're going to throw this
1: into, like, a. we can't just stop re- talking randomly and then just be like, um, we're just Super Saiyan. But, like, we, we can figure it out. I think we can. We'll, I think we'll
0: figure we can. out in the future. Mm-hmm. But okay. Anyways, guys, so, this is the uh, <laughs> I'm Just Super Saiyan podcast episode three. Hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Wait, are we doing doing it now? (laughs) Yes. Okay,
1: Okay. one, two, three. And we're just super... We're just super
0: (laughs) saying. Oh my God. All right, we're going to have to work on this. (laughs) Yes, sir. Hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) We'll see you next time.